Hello, and welcome to the Reset Your Groove podcast show. I am your host, Candace J. Frazier. I help people master their mindset, honor their body, and learn to let go of past hurts and embrace fear and failure so that they can find their flow and step into wellness and balance bliss and finally live a fabulous freedom lifestyle. Thank you for joining me. Today's topic, we're going to dive into addiction. What is it? A little bit, but I'm going to open up a series on addiction recovery and I would like to elevate those who are seeking recovery and are tired of the old model of addiction recovery where we sit in a circle and beat to death the old story. I'm here to tell you as someone that's overcome many things, telling the same story over and over again only keeps you there. So today we're going to dive into How can you master your mindset and start to move out of that? How can you honor your body and begin to love it in a way that helps it heal in the aftermath of addiction? And what does it mean to let go and find your flow? That's what this series is is going to approach and kind of dive into. I love to say the word dive in because we want to go deeper, not wider with this awareness because the more awareness we have, the more we can grow. And that's actually one of the key points. So the more you understand how you can step into your wellness, then you can, from that place of empowerment, create balance and finally experience bliss and enjoy that freedom to be authentically you, mind, body, and soul. An addiction is just going to be a chapter in your story. It is not the whole story. It feels like it is. Trust me, I know. (laughs) But I'm here to share with you there is another way out of this chaos. And there is hope for healing. And once you uncover what it is that's driving the belief of that experience, then you can shift that experience. And that's what Reset Your Group is all about. As you may or may not know, if you're a new listener, I encourage you to check out a lot of the other episodes um, so you can kind of get an awareness of what is Reset Your Groove, what is its motto, what is it here to help me, and how can it help me. And throughout the the shows, I share how my own radical approach to self-love has helped me heal my own complex journey from addiction and illness to wellness just by tapping into my mind-body connection. So go ahead, grab a favorite cup of coffee or tea, whatever your beverage is of choice that's healthy for you. And let's get empowered. Uh, Let's learn about how we can use our self-care as our health care as we learn how to step into alignment with ourself and finally rig it to win it. So... In today's society, it doesn't take but a quick glance around to see that we have a massive problem with addiction, um, a massive problem with homelessness, which often kind of run congruent. It's not uncommon to see the two paralleled together. Um, I see this a lot in my travels as a driver in and out of the areas of Northern California, We have an extreme uh, level of homelessness and a mass amount of that is driven by addictions. And 
you know, in the bigger scheme of things, you know, we want we want a perfect world where everyone has a warm, clean bed and food and water daily. But in reality, that's not what's going on. There are people suffering. And underneath that suffering is a lot of clues that could actually move forward out of that. But when you're battling with addiction, your brain is inflamed. Making empowered decisions is almost near impossible. So the first step in recovery is, you know, they, they, there's, a, there's a lot of steps in recovery, but I like to say the first step in recovery is to accept. You have to accept where you're at, that it has purpose, and that where you have been also has purpose. But the first thing you need to do is drop that judgment because judgment is keeping you in relapse status. Because when you're beating yourself up, well, your inner being is getting this sense of what's the point? I might as well keep doing what I'm doing because that feels better than trying to move into something I don't know if I can survive. So there's a lot to the brain and how that all forms. And if you go back and listen to some of the other episodes on Reset Your Groove, I talk about that. And over the course of this addiction recovery series, I will go deeper into that because there are so many intricate things that once you have awareness of paints a bigger picture of the, oh, ah, duh, now I get it. And again, the more that you know, the more that you can empower yourself. So drop the judgment, slap on the curiosity goggles, take a breath, step back, view the big why, because there's always a purpose for everything. It may not, it may not sound like that makes sense now, but on the other side of it, it will. So the the biggest thing that I want to encourage you to do is accept. Then step two on this 12-step addiction recovery is to connect. Find your tribe. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Empower yourself by connecting with others that know intimately what it's like to have this struggle that intimately know that they also want a different story and are seeking for support. Because the old saying, it takes a tribe to raise a child. Well, I'm sorry, y'all. It kind of applies with the recovery too. It's going to take a tribe. You cannot get through this alone. Ego likes to tell you that because ego likes to keep you disempowered. Because if you're disempowered, guess who's in control? Ego. Yeah, that's right. Check that little crippity crap at the curb. Say goodbye to ego. Empower yourself. No more isolating. Stop letting ego and shame run the show and write the story. Part of growth is to stop isolating and to feel that sense of uncomfortableness and realize that it's okay that it's part of the process and it's happening for you to begin to rewrite that story, to overwire that pathway that's been crumpled with the belief that if I'm around others, I'm not safe or no one cares about where I'm at in my journey because it's not true. That's just an ego's lie, a construct meant to keep you safe. So it's okay. You're right where you're supposed to be at every given moment, even in the muck of it all. Step three, awareness. 
I love this one. This is step one on the eight self-care gateways to alignment because you know what? With awareness, the more you know, the more you grow. And the more you grow, the more that you know and you can easily flow. You can't flow if you don't know. <laughs> so anyway, I'll stop rhyming there. Just seek awareness. Stay curious. Step four in addiction recovery, mindfulness. Once you know how to master your feelings and emotion, then you have mastery of your experiences. This series, we will dive into how do you master your feelings and emotions? What the hell are you talking about, Candace? I've never heard of this. Well, guess what? I hadn't either. And as I began to master my feelings and my emotions, my experiences shifted. The suffering ended and the bliss and the joy began to flow. And it's possible for you too. I just want you to know that. So mindfulness. Moving into step five, we have self-love. This is really big. And self-love is a very broad category. And if you listen to my Reset Your Groove and you go listen to the Sweet Nine podcast, I talk about self-love and self-care all the time. It is the crux of recovery. And it is something that sadly, we aren't being taught in school at a level of which we should. We're not being taught how do we manage our emotions? How do we master understanding what feelings we're having and what they're trying to tell us and show us? And so when we look at that awareness, it's no surprise that we have a lot of people struggling with addiction and codependency and homelessness and mental illness because those weren't things addressed in school. And so the Reset Your Groove podcast show, one of the things that is my passion is helping you understand and implement tools that elevate your mental health and your self-care that help you learn mindfulness and how to elevate your self-esteem and reframe those negative thoughts, how to regulate your emotions. You know, we have a lot of people that are diagnosed with personality disorders, but in essence, a lot of those, the underlying current is lack of ability to regulate emotions. And those are often because why? Well, they weren't given that experience growing up on how to regulate emotions and often because their parents didn't know and their parents didn't know. So we have generations of this being passed down. And guess what happens when we don't know how to regulate our emotions? We turn to things like drugs and alcohol or other people or overworking or underworking in order to avoid feeling those negative feelings, those negative emotions. So that's why mastering your mindset is huge in, in addiction and codependency recovery. But also the importance of sleep, because during sleep, we rest and digest. If your brain and body are not getting the ability to rest and digest, you're shooting yourself in the foot and you're making it harder on your body than it needs to be. And at that level, when you're struggling with addiction, you can imagine a, an inflamed brain already from addiction and now you're not sleeping, you're not nourishing your body, and most likely not moving your body properly. And most definitely in some stinking thinking and lacking mindfulness and, and 
reframing those negative thoughts. So you, can you see the chaos? Can you see the spiral? I see it. I feel it energetically just speaking about it. It wasn't too long ago that I was in the midst of all of that chaos. But here's, here's the beauty. It doesn't have to be that way. You can rewrite the story. It's just a matter of gaining the competency. If you don't know, then how can you grow? So stop beating yourself up for where you're at. You're right where you're supposed to be. And if you're listening to this podcast, I guarantee there's a piece of you that's curious. And if you're curious, that's, that's the biggest part of the recipe you need to start moving towards more of the feeling that you're desiring. So stay curious and just know that everything is happening for you. But love your inner being enough to want better and to begin taking exact um, actions to show yourself love. So when you think of that in your brain, what are you telling yourself if other people would do this or if I had this experience, I would feel loved? Get curious about that because there's some stories to be looked at. You know, between the lines and those stories is where the clues lie to help you uncover the pathway back to self. And if you're so lost and disconnected with feeling a sense of love for yourself, guess what? It's real easy. Put your arms around yourself and hug you. Squeeze you. Feel it own it, accept it. Remember acceptance. Often love starts with action, which means accepting love. That was one of the things that I had come to awareness of is somewhere along the line, I had told myself a story that I wasn't lovable. And so I closed myself down to love. And so when you're not open to love, you're not going to receive it from yourself, let alone anyone else. So this is really about getting curious and uncovering the true story that you've been telling because you can't, you can't move forward without having the awareness of kind of what drove you there. And self-love is a really big component in understanding that story because if you're anything like me, I didn't even know what self-love meant, let alone that it was okay for me to love myself because I was conditioned to believe that I was only good enough to receive love under specific conditions and that under those conditions, then I had the right to exist, the right to have needs, the right to be separate and still belong, the right to take action, but most importantly, the right to love and be loved. I was so impaired at that belief system and that's what had me, you know, spinning out for 10 ways from Sunday, you know, struggling with being dominating and controlling and just focused on pleasing everybody else and just sacrificing and depreciating myself in order to feel loved from other people. But all the while I was not loving myself and Even more so, I had paralyzing perfectionism that if I couldn't be perfect, I wasn't good enough. And if you're listening and that resonates for you and you can relate to that, reach out to me. Let's have a chat. I would love to hear your story and empower you in ways that people have empowered me. So just know it's okay to love yourself. Maybe someone never told you that before. I'm here telling you now, it's okay to love yourself. 
And it is essential because when self-love is a priority, self-care becomes a formality. And self-care is the biggest component to addiction and codependency recovery. Because in addiction and codependency, we're seeking outside of self to have a sense of normalcy, a sense of being able to cope with what's going on. So let's shake up that tree and start to shake some new fruit off of it. Speaking of fruit, nourishment, nutrients, huge. A lot of struggles with addiction and codependency and abuse and trauma and domestic violence is financial. Financial constraints kind of also dictate limited funds for healthy eating which you will then find yourself eating a lot of packaged food, fast food, and there are absolutely no nutrients in that. You are going to find yourself nutritionally deficient and starved. And that's going to make you feel stressed out and have you, you know, reaching for those horrible energy drinks that, you know, yeah, they pick you up, but they are so, so, so bad for the brain and the body. That, I mean, let's not even get me started. That That's a whole other topic for a whole other show. <laughs> but nourishment, nutrients are critical for your brain and body. And these actually also become very depleted under chronic stress and dealing with addiction. If you're seeking something to help bridge the gap between what you're eating and what you need to be eating, reach out, connect with me. I have a solution for you. It changed my life. I was struggling with adrenal fatigue from constant constant stress from little girl up. So my whole body was in a state of nutritional deficiency. And that was what led to a lot of my illnesses amongst a bunch of other things. But as I began to address the nutrient deficiency, then I noticed my sleeping patterns started to improve. And sleep is huge because rest digest Now my body's having a chance to heal and now the body is having a chance to reset itself and to kind of process the toxicity of the negative emotions and energy and experiences from addiction and abuse and codependency. Because toxic relationships have a very, very negative effect on the body and the brain. So you want to replenish that. So Fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, healthy fats, lots and lots of water. And I mean good water, not just go pour it from the tap because that's full of a lot of added things and chemicals to make it cleaner. So where possible, invest in um, natural water, not purified water, because if it's purified, then nutrients have been stripped and removed from it. There's actually a lot of science on water and minerals and rebalancing. That's another show for another day, but just know that nutrition is huge in addiction recovery. As is number seven, which is movement. So here's something that you probably already know. When you're in that heavy emotion of struggling with addiction and codependency and being in a toxic relationship, that's really heavy energy. And in that heavy energy, 
it, we can feel like the weight of the world on us. And that will tend to have us holding on to extra weight, not sleeping well, having digestive dis, um, disruptions, wanting um, and craving caffeine and energy drinks. Um, and then in the midst of that, you know, if you're eating low quality food, your muscle fibers are not getting the nutrients they need. So you're not going to be real inclined to want to move a whole lot. So this is all kind of, they, they all feed into one another, but movement is important because when you move, you break free that stagnant energy. And, um, when you break free that stagnant energy in the movement, you're creating flow. And in flow is where inspiration can um, be created. So when you're stuck, movement will create flow. And then combined in movement, the space for your mind to allow inspiration to flow is created. So when you're feeling like you can't think clearly or you can't make a clear decision, go take a little walk. It doesn't have to be a long walk. Just get out and move. Um, there, there's those really cool labyrinth that, that you walk in a circle and as you're walking in the circle, you're just breathing and being in the moment. There's a purpose there because if you're in the moment, you're in bliss because if you're focused on what's behind you or in front of you, behind you, you're depressed. In front of you, you're anxious. The moment is the present. That is the gift. So find ways to be in daily movement because that's essential to stay aligned and inspired. You can do it as simple as just stretching, bending over and touching your toes, reaching for the ceiling, you know, putting your arms around yourself and hugging yourself. But if you want to go deeper, which I really encourage, yoga, because you can overcome great adversity with yoga and really reconnect back to self. But walking and dancing are also very, very fun and viable ways to make that connection. I, when I was first starting my recovery journey, I was doing belly dancing and walking, hiking, and yoga. And so that was my flow. And this last summer, I pretty much spent the whole month of July at Lake and was in the movement of water and flow and just enjoying being in the presence of just nature. And that was very healing for me. So if you get an opportunity to do that, I highly encourage it. Number eight, step eight, meditation. Huge. Meditation is a crucial step to reconnect you and create needed balance essential for recovery. If you can't be still with you, you're going to be running from you. And often running from you looks like addiction, perfectionism, and codependency being in emotionally unavailable relationships. That's, those are ways that how we do one thing is how we do everything. So if you're disconnected with self, meditation is going to be a challenge. But here's, here's the trick. You just sit down and breathe. Close your eyes and breathe. That's meditation. It doesn't require anything. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't need anything or anyone. You just need to sit and breathe. In that, you're now connected to source, your inner being. And this is the gateway to all insights. But guess what? Stillness creates balance. And when we're dealing with addiction and codependency and all of the things that kind of fall under that, we're not balanced. We're totally in misalignment with self. And so ironically, we're seeking to fill that need through people, places, and things to try to find balance, but you're never going to find balance there because balance is not created there. Balance is created in stillness. 
So you have to get still. You have to connect to self because that's how you find the balance. And if you're having fear of sitting in stillness, then I would encourage yoga because yoga will have you moving and breathing and in the moment in a way that is less threatening to your inner being that's been traumatized. And I talk about that on one of my other episodes. I apologize, I don't remember what episode that was right off the top of my head. But if you go back and listen to the podcasts, (laughs) you'll find it. Um, But it is definitely a huge component to how we are being. So just get curious and stay there, which would move us into number nine. This is another powerful step. Authenticity, being authentic. A lot of struggles with codependency and addiction is us trying to fit in, trying to be who we're not. When we don't know how to follow our inner self, healing healing is a challenge. So when you learn to follow the inner self, healing is simply attempting to do more of the things that bring joy and fewer of those things that bring pain. That's a quote by O. Carl Simonton. So get authentic, be courageous, step in and speak up. Your truth must be allowed. Every time you don't allow your truth, don't you feel that inner being rising up? Don't you feel ego rearing its ugly head saying, hey, wait a minute, what about me? Don't forget me. And if you're not hearing that voice, then I am so sorry that you have become so disconnected that that voice is not screaming anymore. But it's probably still a whisper. You're not going to hear it, though, if you're listening to the chatter of outside forces. If you're listening to the chatter of what addiction is telling you, you're not going to hear what you need to in the stillness. So stop feeding the ego. Be you. And this was something I had to come to grasp with because of my codependency issues. Even if alone, you're safe. And if you're alone, it's only temporary. As you begin to heal and align to yourself, your tribe will begin to find you. But you cannot align and heal yourself if you're in a state of inflamed and running and codependency and addiction. It's impossible. Those two grooves cannot groove together. It's like there's a train on the track already and you can't put anything else on it. So in order to have a new experience, to ride a new groove, you got to take the old train off the track. And that means letting go of that old story, which is perfect because that's step number 11. Step number 11 is let go. You can't create a new story from the old template. Letting go does not equal losing power. Rather, it's the trust in letting go, knowing that there's going to be more that's for you coming in. That's the beauty of that. That when we let go, I mean, they talk about it in in the addiction and recovery is let go and let God. <clears throat> and if you don't have a belief in God, just find something greater than you. 
give it to that. Call it universe. Call it source. Whatever you want to call it. But know that that energy lies within you. So tap in and tune in and connect to that. That's what I talk about when in meditation you're connected to source. All that is and ever was and always will be is within you. Each and every one of us. That is the one thing that we are all alike in. The only thing that makes us different is what we look like on the outside. And perhaps our belief system, our creed, our religions, our sex. Those are what makes us different. But the unity of humanity lies with the fact that we're all the same being within. All connected to the greater source, the greater collective consciousness. And in that consciousness, all things are possible. And it is an energy of love, abundance, acceptance, and belonging. So let go of that old story of not being good enough, of not being safe, of not being part of. Because it's a lie. Your ego created to keep you safe a long, long time ago. So fire the ego, feed the soul, and know that when you let go, you're opening up this huge space for growth and abundance. And in that you're going to step right into step 12, which is the true magic of all this, gratitude. Oh my God, I can't tell you enough how much gratitude has changed my life. It has revolutionized how I look at everything. Something goes wrong, I meet it with gratitude and love it that way. Recently, I had to get new tires put on my car And the old me would have gotten upset, freaked out, flipped out over, oh my God, this always happens to me. I can't get ahead, blah, blah, blah. Instead, in writing a news story, I got curious. I accepted it. I connected to my inner self. I stayed mindful and loving myself, kept my nourishment up, kept with my movement, sat in meditation, spoke my authentic truth, and in doing so, letting go of the story that this was something bad happening to me and instead got curious of why is this happening for me. And that moved me to a more empowered state of being. And in that, I was grateful because in that moment, I had the awareness that I, for the first time in my life, didn't have this panic reaction to a normal everyday adulting experience having the ability to literally rip the rug out from under me and have me spun out on these feelings of I don't know what to do I'm not safe I'm you know just that straight panic mode of being overwhelmed and the awareness of I'm self-sufficient and that everything is always happening for me and no matter what's happening it's all working out for me and if it's meant to be the universe will find a way well wouldn't you know it a way to pay for the tires arised. Well, I'm not quite sure that's a road, but presented itself. And so my stress over, you know, I don't financially have enough saved up at this moment to fully pay for these tires, but yet I need new tires because they are not street legal at this point. I was able to, in gratitude, see solution. So rather than pinching off from source in judgment and panic and fear, I stayed in gratitude, awareness, and openness, and things flowed. 
it was really magical. And the experience ended up being something that was empowering and created a sense of joy and a sense of self-appreciation and self-sufficiency, which was huge. And that's rewriting that old story. And that was a clear experience of a moment in time where I got to see the actions I had been taking fully come to the surface. So gratitude is magical. It's necessary. It's free. A joyful heart is a grateful heart. So express it freely and just know that even if it doesn't feel like you're grateful, just keep saying you're grateful because this is something if you haven't lived in that energy it's going to feel completely foreign to you and in that foreignness is going to be like I don't think this is working keep doing it because it is working so just know in a wrap-up addiction it's just a fact or a condition of being addicted to a particular substance thing or activity synonyms in the dictionary dependency dependence cravings habits compulsions <laughs> i don't like this one weakness fixation enslavement they also the label it as a brain disorder a chronic compulsive engagement in rewarding stimuli despite adverse consequences I like to think it is a neurobehavioral neuroscience belief imprint and with the proper approach, I believe with my 12-step recovery model, you will begin to write a new reward system, overcome the psychological dependence as you gain awareness of what it is and learn how to reinforce in an empowering way as you reset and rewire those old grooves, that old story and use the eight self-care eight self-love gateways to alignment as you use the 12-step addiction recovery model that I just talked about. I look forward to diving more into this with you guys and sharing more of this information in the upcoming series. So stay tuned. We'll launch every Thursday with a new series, a new topic on this. We're going to get down and dirty to the nitty-gritty of how to once and for all kick addiction to the curb, overcome dependency, love yourself, and let that old story go. And I wanted to leave you with a poem here real quick, but, um, and also tell you that I love you and I believe in you. If no one's ever told you that, I'm telling you that because I know what that feels like. I never heard that growing up and it really disempowered me. But start rewiring and start telling yourself you love yourself. Look in the mirror every day and say, I love you and I'm going to do my best to take care of you today. How can I start making you happy? So with that, I'm going to lead into a poem that I wrote um, back probably right, right at the beginning of the year and it's called Rise. I want to use my words to help you rise. So shift your focus and realize that when you keep your eyes on the prize, you can always turn cloudy days to sunny skies. The trick you see is five tips to gain the prize. Start with inhale, start with breathe, inhale, count to five, calm and centered, strong like a tree as you hold for five. Next, you will slowly exhale to seven as you release a big sigh, begin to move as you stand to rise. Let out a big laugh and with gratitude of monumental size, create experiences of joy and good surprise.
As you embrace and embody step one through five, transforming thinking and flipping the switch is more than a prize. It's the path of all those wise, and this is where calm and balanced bliss lies. So the five to rise in closing. Step one, breathe. Step two, be grateful. Step three, laugh. Four, move and have fun. Step five, create. And then to recap one more time, the 12-step addiction recovery that we will be diving into a series. Step one, accept. Step two, connect. Step three, awareness. Step four, mindfulness. Step five, self-love. Step six, nourishment. Step seven, movement. Step eight, meditation. Step nine, authentic. Step 10, altruism. Step 11, let go. Step 12, gratitude. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you know someone struggling with addiction, codependency, stinking thinking, negative self-limiting beliefs, Share this with them. They need to hear this. This is how we elevate humanity, by bringing unity back to self. So by being you, guess what? That's what you came here to do, and you're empowering others to do the same thing. So together, let's starve the ego and feed the soul as we just take it back once and for all. Connect back to self, the power of alignment, and self-care, mindset, movement, and meditation to manifest abundance in all of those things that you desire. This is Candace J. Frazier. Thank you for tuning in. And I look forward to hearing, or not hearing, (laughs) speaking to you on the next Reset Your Groove podcast show. Have an amazing day, y'all.